Hey everybody, happy Wednesday. My name is Morgan. And my name is Kat. Welcome to Millennials Unscripted. We're two millennials and we'll be coming to you every Wednesday unfiltered, unscripted, and unapologetic as we provide our perspectives on relationships, work, and life. If you're looking for advice or just to chat with your friend that tells it like it is, you've come to the right place. Today is a beautiful day. A struggle. <laughs> what? It's a great day. Well, Morgan and I just spent 45 minutes trying to set up these new microphones. Hopefully okay, we I, sound better. I set up my new microphone in like five minutes. Yeah, last well, time. There is, I don't even know what happened. We're having technical issues. But don't we sound better? Let's hope so. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> All of this work would better sound. But you like, we're going to have this episode come out and I'm going to ask Richard and I'm going to be like, oh, how did we sound? And he's going to be like, I can't tell a difference. <laughs> I think it makes a difference because when I'm listening to our episodes, I don't use headphones. Like I'll listen on my phone, on Spotify like on or in speaker? my car. Yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe it will sound better even without headphones this yeah, I don't know. No, we're just we're just trying things out, going with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome back today. Um, wait, I don't even remember what last episode. Oh, we did like last dance, but that was kind of like, you know, just because I watched it that we had the episode, so it was very like impromptu. Yes, topic. So we're going to go back to what we were talking about before, which is just, like, mental health in general, um, going back to, like, family, relationships, and all that. So we figured, like, probably today would be a good day to do a, a topic of, like, overcoming your past. Oh, yeah. We've got a past. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And I feel like everyone has their, like, different ways of dealing some not so healthy and some healthy, so I wanted to talk about just, like, what you do, and then I can talk about what I do and, like, what I've done to overcome, like, the things that I've gone through, and then, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to talk about what our unhealthy ones were for a little. Yeah. Just so, because it took me a while to realize that they were unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, this isn't right. Yeah. So, like, I know... Uh, We've talked about our past. Just, like, little things. We're not gonna have, like, a fucking Grey's Anatomy episode over here. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like most people have gone through their fair share of shit. And I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with. Like, how to overcome things. um, How to, like, move on. And how to think of things differently than how you've thought about it before. I think... For some people, thinking about your past is just, like, super uncomfortable and you just want to forget that something's ever happened. I get it. I do. Um, But that's kind of part of, like, the inner work that we've been talking about that you have to do to, like, make sure you're in a right frame of mind and that you're ready to, like, move forward in a positive way. Yeah, I love that you just touched on when you were saying you looking back and, and looking at it different. I know that 
it was that shift in perspective, but it, it also, to be honest, took talking about it out loud and getting other people's perspective because sometimes I couldn't get outside myself um, and like getting feedback or, or listening to what people said, you know, just quick, briefly, like I looked at my issues with my mom as poor me, life's unfair, fuck her. And then now I look back and I'm like, she was sick. She had a mental yeah. illness and it, it took years to be honest, to get to that place. But I can't sit in that anger. It doesn't feel good. No. And I have learned recently that anger is what they call, like, a reactive emotion and not the actual emotion that's underneath it. Um, I think we talked about it on the self-awareness episode, but, like, that's what it's called, kind of, like, reactive. Um, any kind of, like, questioning, defensiveness, it's all, like, your reactive emotions, anything that when someone says something to you or triggers you in any way, like whatever emotion you feel instantly, that's like your reactive emotion. And it takes like a lot of, you know, work, whether that's like reading books or going to therapy or just like being with yourself um, to like understand what those under the surface emotions really are. And that's kind of like, I feel like the key to understanding yourself and understanding like how you can move on because I think it happens differently for everyone I think it's almost for me I can't speak to anyone else but every time I got angry um it was my insecurities coming out I'm not loved you know uh, I'm not being heard not being listened to I don't deserve this and I don't know why it comes out as anger, the reactionary, like you said, but it's always anger. I haven't felt like too angry, but when I'm uncomfortable, I immediately am like, well, fuck it. My anger comes from like a kind of like a defense mechanism of me like protecting myself of like getting hurt. So when like when Richard and I argue and it's getting to like a heavier place um then like I'll just be like really angry and that will just be like my reaction to everything he's saying because I feel like kind of like our relationship or me as a person is like threatened or like if you're questioning my character then like I'm angry yeah because that's like me defending myself because that's just who I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm never gonna like automatically be like, Well, I'm fine with myself, I'm okay, I'm secure yeah. with who I am. I'll be like, No motherfucker, watch what you say. <laughs> yeah. And I think like we all we we've talked about it before, but like we all have triggering words. Like for me it was a stupidity. Um I remember Richard and I we always get personal on here, but I remember one time we had like a really big fight and we were arguing for like it was like all night long. It was one of those. Exhausting. I I know what you're talking about. Tired. And he just wanted to keep talking. (laughs) And I remember him saying that, what did he say to me? Um, We were talking about, because like, in the beginning of our our relationship, I had a lot of issues with one of his friends. And he said that, like, I was just too sensitive. (laughs) 
and this friend like didn't acknowledge my existence for a year but whatever we'll get into it um and when he said those words that like you're just too sensitive it like brought back my childhood and it was like one of those super triggering things for me where I was just like get the fuck away from me I hate you like I hate you right now yeah <laughs> and that's how I genuinely feel and later yeah. on that's when like, I can I don't like actually hate you but right now I do <laughs> I just hate the world <laughs> I think that for me you know we can dive into the past a little bit now because I think this ties into how you react and, and what you're insecure about um, and what triggers you is definitely stemming from your past. Um, personally, I grew up with an absentee father until I was in high school. Um, he would leave for work before I went up and he would get home um, after I went to bed. So I really didn't see him. Um, and then, of course, golf on the weekends. <laughs> um, and so I, I latched on to my mother and she became my whole world. And, you know, mental illness is progressive as you age. And um, I was kind of left alone. My parents got divorced. And then I was left alone with my mom, who was, like, really mentally ill, really insecure. Um, I There were a few red flags, for instance, like that codependence. I would want to go over to my friend's house for a sleepover in middle school and her response would be like, so you're leaving me alone all night? Um, and that's when I started to put her emotions um, before mine. And that's something I still struggle with today. I've gotten much better. You know, the whole I can't control how the other person reacts has really become a huge mantra in my life. But um, that's where that started to stem. And then there was... I think it's, I can't exactly put my finger on it, but it's whenever I don't feel secure or safe. Um, you know, there were times where my mom was physically abusive, when she was verbally abusive, um, and I was so confused because I'm like, that's my mom. Like, if, if my own mother is going to do this, a stranger, a significant other, a friend can do it. And yeah. so whenever I kind of get a hint of that even though it's in my own head I've never had a friend or a boyfriend or um anyone in my life ever do that but I'm kind of paranoid about it and that's when that whole for me it was talking to other people and listening to other people's experiences with mental mentally ill parents as well as therapy really helped me kind of boil down to what I mentioned earlier of she was sick you know it's like cancer you know I what feel I like mean my therapist just wanted me to cry every session <laughs> Look, that was her that. goal I just cry all the time <laughs> but I like hold my tear duct so I like don't actually cry um so yeah you know those are everything that I think that I have struggled with or or still am working on today comes from a traumatic or upsetting event from my childhood. Yeah, and I think, um, like, we all have family issues. No one grows up with a perfect family. And I think when people are wondering how to overcome their past or asking how to overcome their past, 
I feel like they might be referring to, like, their past mistakes and how to, like, move on from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've all made our fair share of mistakes. So I did write down some things, like, kind of, like, for the person that needs, like, a step-by-step. Love it. Instruction. Yeah. And we're gonna, like, divulge more into, like, each step, but... I, like, let me know how you feel about this, but, like, step one would be, like, figuring out why moving on is absolutely necessary. Like, why do you, like, you need to have, like, a sense of purpose. Like, what is this mistake that you made or whatever, you know, stopping you from living your life? Like, what is it impacting? Is it impacting, like, your daily life and you're unable to, like, live and do your daily activities um is it impacting like your happiness if that's the case then there's like your sense of purpose and that's why you need to move on yeah it's it's funny because no one's ever laid it out step by step but I'm thinking through I've made so many (laughs) mistakes and until I exactly like you said was like I can either deal with this and begin to heal and move yeah. on, or it's going to follow me for the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what you just said. Step one, props. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, step two, like, identifying your emotional habits. So that's, like, anyone can have, you know, it's re- really easy to fall into, like, depression thoughts or frustration, anger, all those, like, really negative emotions. And when you, like, know that about yourself, like, for me, it's really easy for me to get sad. I can listen to a sad song, and I'll be sad. Sometimes I do it on purpose. I just want to cry right now. Like, let's turn on The Fray. (laughs) I listened to The Fray this week. Step one, you say you need to talk. That one? Cable car, right? <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. I literally listened to it this week. I just needed to hear uh, it. Anyways, it's very easy to fall into like thinking negative thoughts. Um, so it's kind of like training your mind to associate, you know, if you're thinking about a mistake that you've made in your past and you're trying to overcome that mistake or ever overcome like basically just your past and moving on in a healthy manner. Um, associating that with something positive. Like, instead of, I really fucked up and I'm so depressed and I'm so sad or maybe, like, a failed relationship and you're, like, it just makes you, like, super down. Associating that with, like, kind of, like, a feeling of strength and just, like, you know, that relationship failed but it taught me so much and it made me super strong to be able to, like, go into my next relationship and make that an even better one and hopefully have a healthy relationship, you know? Kind of, like, just reframing your mindset to not think of a certain event in such a negative way and thinking of it in a positive way. Like, I do that all the time. For me, I tell myself and I and I believe it now I didn't for a while it's that if I've made a mistake and learned from that mistake maybe I'll be able to help one other person who's gone through or has made the same mistake and I can kind of like alcoholic 
if another yeah. alcoholic comes along, I've gone through that and made those mistakes, and I can help them. You know what I mean? I remember when Kat and I first became friends, and I told her about this time in college when I made up a fake boyfriend. I forgot about that. And uh, that, like, I'm not a liar, but I was a liar at that time. And I was like, I can't believe, like, and I was so, like, mortified <laughs> to tell her that. But she talked me through it and helped me, like, kind of think of it in a positive manner. And I think sometimes, like, when you move on from one phase in your life and you made those mistakes and then you kind of, like, start fresh, I I think that's, like, the great thing about life. So whenever I do, like, think about past mistakes and get, like, really down, I always, like, say to myself, like, life is full of a million fresh starts. And that kind of helps me, personally. I'm laughing right now because <laughs> I'm thinking of something so <laughs> I haven't thought about this in years, but I was um, on vacation and I met my like summer fling. And this is when I was already going to Elon. I was a senior in college and I was like, yeah, I'm playing D1 field hockey at Yale. (laughs) And he was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm going to Yale next, next year. Like we'll, we'll totally hang out there. And I was like, wanted to melt into the ground. (laughs) Because I was like, well, you'll never see me again. And be like, this girl was a huge liar. (laughs) I can't. (sighs) I think just, like, for me in that time, I was so focused on, like, what other people thought of me. Exactly. When I went into college, like, I was a virgin. I told everyone that I was not. And that I had this super serious relationship with, like, this guy. And he was so hot. And, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, I was psycho. (laughs) You can (laughs) laugh at it now. But I used to feel so embarrassed by the lies that I've told. Yeah. That were so obvious. (laughs) In the moment, you're like, I have everyone duped. And you look back and you're like, everyone knew. Everyone knew that was a lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just thinking about it in a positive way, like, you know, those mistakes that, or the lies that I told, <laughs> like back then, um, you know, helped me realize it's not good to lie. Nothing, you're always like, Whenever you lie, everyone knows. <laughs> and, like, the truth comes out always, eventually. Um, so just, like, I think it's important for me to, like, know that. And that's what helps me, like, lead me to a better part in my life. I learned from it. And I never lied again. And, you know, everything that's ever happened in my life, anything wrong, anything that I'm embarrassed about, anything that I refer to as a mistake you know, led me to a better point in my life, all led me to this point. Some things in my life didn't happen. If I didn't make those mistakes, like, I wouldn't have ever met Richard or been in this place um, that I'm at now, which, like, is a blessing if you think about it. So, like, every bad moment that you're thinking about in your head, you know, was meant to be. You're meant to have those bad moments to lead you to the good moments. Um, That's how I feel, and that's how I think, like, a lot of people should think about those things and try to, like, refer to their past in such a positive way rather than just, like, oh, my God, it was so bad. I want to forget it ever happened. Let me not think about it ever. 
and then it creeps into your head at 12 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so... That still hard. happens to me. Yeah, I'll think of something I did in, like, fifth grade and get embarrassed by it. I don't know what that's about because I don't keep in contact. I don't care what fifth graders think of me. <laughs> it's not that. I'm just, like... I think it's also, like, for me, types of people like me and you who hold themselves in such a high regard, the fact that, like, when we think about how we weren't always good people is, like, really hard... It's a good point. ...to uh, just sit with and deal with. Yeah. Um, but people evolve, you know? We start as babies. <laughs> churn. <laughs> little churn. Anyways, let me move on. What's step three? Step three... Hit it. Kind of, like, the same thing. I kind of divulge into this, but, like, conditioning your mind to just, like, think of things in a better light. Um, protecting your energy, um, I think is a big thing. Like, that's kind of a part of it. Just, like, you know, only giving certain people access to you, um, all, never, like, surrounding yourself with bad energy, with bad things, and just doing things that, like, you know, make you feel good, I would say. That's like, something I, I and that's have to kind do. of, like, the difference between healthy and unhealthy, I think, is, like, what I meant by, like, condition your mind to just, like, think of things in a healthy manner and also, like, do healthy things. I think for me personally, um, the way that I've conditioned my mind is, like, being active. I think just, like, living a very active and healthy lifestyle has been able to, like, kind of go into my mind as well and just, you know, only think positive things. Yeah. And if you if you do think of negative things, like, that's fine, you're human, but kind of, like, training your mind to write when you think that negative thought to go back to how, like, whatever your mantra is, to go back to a positive thought. Um, I think it kind of goes into, like, when I've talked about your subconscious and your conscious, like, your subconscious is basically anything negative you've ever told yourself is stored into your subconscious and you kind of have to retrain your mind to not think those things so if you told yourself every day like I'm stupid I'm stupid or I'm fat or I'm ugly um or I'm a liar or something like that then um like retraining your mind to like say like I'm a good person I've learned from my mistakes um I have a healthy relationship um I'm not like that now my yeah my uh, you know a lot of abundance is coming into my life like just like thinking positive things that's kind of retraining your subconscious to be like a positive mind and I think it everything starts to become true when you start to say that stuff yeah um you know if you're telling yourself um I don't think it, it applies to weight, but, like, let's take money, an example. Like, like I'm, I'm never going to make yeah. enough money. I don't have enough, blah, blah, blah. But once you kind of say, you know, the world is my oyster and I can make as much money as I want if I work hard, 10 times out of 10, people are going to start to excel and get more money and progress yeah. up the ladder. And even if it's not money, it's a level of success and happiness. Yeah. Imagine telling yourself, I'm sad. Every I, know. Day. I so I love NF and he's like a rapper, um, but not like ghetto, not ghetto, but like 
not he's not rapping about girls and big booty bitches and sex (laughs) and and drugs like it's actual like real shit i think that's the kind of rap that i really like and um he talks about one of his songs like um you know if you're like basically if you're always talking about how much money you're making you know all that money it's not going to be on your deathbed you know what do you the things that are going to be on your deathbed that will really matter when you're dying are the people next to you and the things like not that you have like nothing material really matters at the end of the day and it's the relationships that you've created and the emotional connections and you know your success but not in a monetary value yeah again it's a change of values and assessing and taking a step back and being like what's really important to me having a meaningful relationship or having enough you see people with so much money and they're not happy I mean I know everyone says it but I don't have a lot like I don't make that much money and I could not be happier because every time I look around me I have a happy relationship I have amazing friends I love what I do that could bring me more peace than being like, cool, I never have to work again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, next one I have is focus on personal growth. So this is one that I really preach by. Um, I've talked about it before, just like, you know, we've talked about going into relationships and healthy relationships, but I believe that before you go into a relationship, wanting it to be perfect and healthy one, you have to get over the fact that no relationship is perfect. Two, you really have to, like, work on yourself. And personal growth can mean, like, I think different things for everyone. And what I mean by, like, focusing on personal growth, it's, like, if you really want to excel in your career, focus on that. And just, like, you know, plan it out. Like, okay, I'm going to do this and then do this and then apply for this job, ask for a promotion, um, you know, whatever you want in your career. Um, if it's more of like, I want a healthy relationship, then it's kind of like inner work on yourself. So maybe that's like dealing with your past, um, figuring out who you are. I think something that really helped me with my personal growth was doing those personality tests. Mm. I think I loved that. Like communication style quizzes, Enneagram quizzes, and it's kind of like realizing who you are. And I think when you realize who you are, you kind of, like, develop an appreciation for yourself and go from there. Like, okay, I know why I behave in this way. Maybe this isn't so healthy of the way that I behave, so I'm going to change that. Personal growth can be so vague, so just, like, realizing what you want personal growth to mean for you, um, whether it's your career, whether it's your friendships, whether it's your relationships, Um, whether it's dealing with like trauma, um, you know, whatever it is and going from there and figuring out like a step-by-step of things that you can do for yourself to really grow and evolve as a person. And that will, you know, affect your career and your relationships and your friendships and, um, money and everything. I think I could talk a bit of my current personal growth goals okay um something that I know I've needed to work on in like in my life is relationship with women um 
I have a hard time trusting and opening up um, and being like having a true connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's ad- adversely affecting my life, whether it's a coworker or isolating myself, um, having a relationship with, with women, like women friends and mentors has always been really challenging. So like, let's go through the steps. You know what I mean? Like number one, I realized that it's not benefiting me. It's, it's a disservice and I want to be able to like have good female friends. Obviously I have you, but mm-hmm. I need to be better. Um, and so what I have been doing, that's quite uncomfortable. And I think that's a huge component of personal growth is reaching out to people when I don't really want to just being like something like, who? like this <laughs> I, there's this one girl and I reached out to her and I was like hey how are you and like we chatted for a bit and it was really nice because I'm not gonna see her all the time I'm not gonna go get coffee but just knowing that I had a very simple connection with this other woman made me feel like pretty good and I want to continue that through my life Guys, I didn't know Kat had any other friends other than me, and I'm a little caught off guard. No, you're not. You know I have Nancy. Yeah. And Jenna. Um, but yeah, I think it's different for everyone, and everyone has their own kind of goals, and it doesn't have to be so um, vague or granular as, you know, like Kat said, like working on her relationships with other women. Um and if you, like, you don't know what that is, just whatever you're feeling in your life, just, like, that you feel like is lacking, I feel like that's a great place to just start. Yeah. Whatever you feel like is really lacking in your life, and then go from there. And, I mean, I'm, like, a step-by-step person. Some people aren't, and they just, like, like to go with the flow. I'm Morgan makes the best Google Docs in the game <laughs> at work, going step-by-step. <laughs> So I think it helps, like, kind of not dumb things down, but make it more simple. So it's not like, okay, task today, work on personal growth. Like, no one's going to fucking do that. (laughs) If I looked at that, I'd be like, next. (laughs) Um, And some people, it's like journaling helps them work on themselves. Some people, it's meditating. I have tried both those things, and I can't really stick to it. So... That's just not for me. Um, Working on myself is like, you know, working on my relationship. Helping Richard. (laughs) Um, A lot of times working on myself is just like spending time alone. So that's like cooking and just like being by myself. Um, Working out is personal growth for me. Um, So like I said, like it could mean like a bunch of different things to everyone and just because your way of working on yourself is different from your friend's way of working on themselves, like, doesn't mean either way is right or wrong. It's just, like, specific to that person. So, yeah. Um, last thing I have is just surround yourself with positive energy. This is so huge. I think it's literally the key, but that's just me. Um... That just basically, I think, means what it's saying. Just surrounding yourself with, like, good people, happy environments. Um, If you really, like, sometimes I kind of, like, attribute it to, like, me. I'm a really active person. I love to be outside. So I attribute that to, like, positive energy. And I feel, like, so happy when I'm, like, 
either being active or I'm just like outside right now in Florida. It's really fucking hot, but walking to the car <laughs> to your door, I was like, oh my god, yeah. Um, so those are the things that helps me like feel alive, and that's kind of like positive energy. Also, like being around people that I love, um, family, friends, and like doing that and then also like doing things that I love that's like what I feel like is surrounding myself with positive energy like not allowing any space for negativity is basically what that means to me what about you when I look around or I'm like leaving a dinner or a hangout and I kind of do a self-assessment of where I'm at if I'm kind of feeling negative and complainy I know that, well, I have something to do with it. I also know that I was around negative energy versus, like, take our podcast tonight. No amount of coffee or energy drinks or pre-workout could get me to the level of, I feel almost refreshed. And I think that comes Mm -hmm. from communication. That's something really important to me if I'm, like, sitting there and talking about the weather versus talking about personal growth. That just lights a fire in me and, like, motiv- Like, if you didn't listen to our last podcast about Michael Jordan, you should go and listen because I was fired up after I left here. I was, like, to-do lists every day, which I've done. I'm, like, getting myself together. But just take a look within yourself and, and how you're behaving after you're hanging out with a certain person or you're within a certain situation because your body and your mind knows what's good and what's not for you and I used to hang out with like not great people and that influenced the decisions I made and and made poor decisions and I was like enough is enough yeah even like it can even be some memories in your family yes like for me I feel like my dad is a really negative person he doesn't listen to this so I can say that (laughs) (laughs) so like, I limited my time to talk to him. I used to call him every day. Now I don't really call him every day. It's more like we talk probably every other day. Um, I've limited our conversations to, like, strictly talking about, like, health and fitness. If it ever goes, like, beyond that, I really just kind of give one-word answers um, because he can be a pretty negative person and just, like, complaining and I think when you're around that kind of energy it really just like affects you directly and you start complaining and doing the same toxic um, habits that the other person does and you might not, not even notice it so just like pay attention to your behavior whenever you're talking to each person in your life or you're in certain situations and then if you feel like you're being negative kind of find out, ask yourself why, and it might be, like, literally one person. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm glad you pointed out that it's family because I think it's ingrained in our culture and in almost our DNA that our family is our family, and you hear all the time, but we're family. You know, we're family. You can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, no offense, but I didn't choose you. Yeah. I was born into this family, and while I'm sure there's this level of love and connection that's there because you grew up together and you're biologically related, it doesn't mean you won't. Someone can be super negative, and you'll have to distance yeah. yourself. And 
I, just because I have had problems with my family in my life, that I always, like, go by a quote that, like, blood doesn't make you family, loyalty does. And I just don't feel like that you're considered to be family with someone just because you have the same blood. Like, that doesn't really matter. Um, you know, I consider Kat my family. We're not blood-related, but she's my family. Yep. I consider her more of a sister than my own sister. So it really just depends on the person. Um, Like, for example, like, my dad, my relationship with him um, can be toxic. Um, He talks a big game violently and um, does not treat women well. And is very open about that to his youngest daughter. (laughs) (laughs) So that's something that, and I'm a very honest person, which I'm surprised that he does that because I like come out straight with it and I'm like, you're a really shitty boyfriend. (laughs) And I'm like, why are you telling me like how much you cheat on your girlfriends? But anywho. That could be a whole nother podcast. (laughs) That's another Jim quote. That's another therapy session. <laughs> oh god. Um, but I think everyone like at least people that I've talked to down here, I feel like there's really toxic family relationships. Um, I know Eric has his fair share. Richard doesn't, which is weird, but whatever. <laughs> um everyone has something. Yeah. But like my toxic family is not like, you know, Kat's toxic family right. or Richard's toxic family. It can mean something different for everyone. Like, the way I view my relationships with my dad, I love my dad. And there's parts of our relationship that I love, but there's also other parts that I hate. And um, I think a lot of people have those same kinds of relationships where they, like, love some things about a person, but also hate some things about that person. Yeah. And that's just family. Yeah. So, I think, like, what would you say to someone if they, like, were talking about their troubles that they're having with their family? Um, and, like, how to have a healthy relationship and not have it be toxic. So I feel like that's a question that's always asked. So, for me, the first question I had was, and go back to the beginning of the podcast, but this actually was the first question I asked myself is is this affecting my life on a a grand scale and a day-to-day scale in a negative way um because I've I've gone in the drastic route of, of I haven't talked to my mom in five years um but I'm okay with that because I know it's not affecting me if she were in my life now that doesn't have to be the case all the time you know you you can have an amicable relationship but if you're not comfortable speaking up when, you know, you're feeling belittled or disrespected or whatever the toxic behavior or feeling is, I would suggest, just like Morgan was saying, limit your conversations to anything that you feel uncomfortable or, or that you would be susceptible. Yeah. Or that, like, could get bad. Yes. Like, for example, Literally leave I, the don't, room. I don't have a good relationship with my sister, my oldest sister, and we're just like, I have done the trying of eliminating all forms of contact, 
Um, and because I have a niece and because she, at the end of the day, she is my sister and I do love her. Like it was just too hard and too painful and wasn't able to like have family, you know, celebrations because, you know, she would be there and I would be like, I don't want to be awkward. So I'm not going to go. But then like I would miss out on some good family time. So like that wasn't fair to either one of us. Um, so now we just like have a very civil relationship and, you know, she's not attacking me. I'm not attacking her. And we're both in good places. If Keep we're things light. If we're together, it's fine. Yeah. And it's fun. And we leave. And I'm not crying anymore. Talk about personal growth, man. <laughs> Come a long way. And, you know, like I said, like the things I've done with my dad, sometimes it just takes a little tweak. And, like, activities and managing that relationship that will be beneficial to you and your mental health because that's what should be your priority. For so long, like, my priority was, like, making sure that person was happy with me and that they liked me. And I got to a point where I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, I needed to put myself first. And I think everyone gets to that point. Anywho, I know Kat and I can sometimes, like, get super serious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so this was actually meant to be a light episode, but I feel like it got kind of dark. Uh, I don't think dark. I think it was I think I was just trying to give, like, real life examples. I think it was serious. I don't think it it was heavy. It wasn't heavy. We've gotten heavy before. (laughs) Holy sh- I've left and I've been like, oh my god. (laughs) But... Yes, it was very serious, um, but, you know, we like to switch it up, so it actually won't be so serious. I feel like we go every other. Yeah. I feel like we kind of do. And I think that's the way life is, so we're unscripted. Um, but, you know, approach your personal growth and approach your relationships with people in your life in a light manner. Not everything has to be so heavy and serious, Um, but just, like, put yourself first and do whatever is most beneficial for you. Homework assignment. Just kidding. Anytime a therapist ever gave me a homework assignment, I never did. Mine gave me one, like, every time. I said, I, I, first time I ever met a therapist, I was like, I do not do homework assignments. She uh, would always, like, give me worksheets to read. Mm -mm. And I was like, I'm not reading. (laughs) Like, okay. Thanks. Throw it in the trash. So that was a great patient. <laughs> sometime this week, I would suggest that you do a little self-reflecting and and have some self-awareness, and we go over that in um, our uh, a few. I don't know how many episodes back. Whatever. Visit our page, and you'll see. Um, and come up with something, an area, identify it. You don't have to start working on it right away, but come up with an area in your life where you think that you could grow and do a little bit more work on. Faux show. (laughs) Word up. (laughs) All right, fam, that's it for this week. If you made it this far, you're a real one. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review to let us know how we did. DM us any questions or stories you have and have an amazing week, guys.